When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. I'll tell you what, folks. That Dave Portnoy quote, the one, let's not all pretend to be shocked when we buy a ticket to the circus and then all the clowns come out and looking over some of the news stories this week and I guess every week as of late, let's be honest, the clowns are out in force. The clown car is spitting out more clowns than we can handle, which we'll get to in a second. White Boy Malcolm X, did you know, sir, that there's a, a slapping competition where men, they bitch slap each other for, I guess, money. And there's like a, a whole league dedicated to men bitch slapping each other. And no, folks, we're not talking about that new cluster blank of a show the real friends of WeHo. But did you know that, sir? That there's a whole league dedicated to men bitch slapping each other. Who cares? Well, I guess enough people care if they got a whole business model surrounding it. And I saw, it was a video on Twitter, maybe a couple days ago. And this one guy Bitch slapped the hell out of this other guy. Bam! Brought him to his knees with one slap. And at the time, I was like, what the hell is that garbage? But I didn't think anything else about it. And then, I got an email from Rumble. That's a YouTube competitor. Slapping competition arrives on Rumble. And here's a little blurb from the email. Rumble is excited to be the home for multiple shows. One is not enough, apparently. For the new sports league created by Dana White and the UFC. And no idea who that is. Who Dana White is. He'll probably bitch slap me just for saying that, though. Power slap is the world's premier slap fighting organization, licensed and sanctioned by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. So there's like 
a whole league devoted to men slapping each other. Of all godforsaken things to do. You want to be in our bitch slapping league? Oh, sure. Sounds like a grand gay old time. And this bitch slapping is licensed and sanctioned by the Nevada State Athletic Commission. Which means they'll do pretty much anything out in Nevada. Basically, Florida in the desert with a couple of casinos. And can you see that? Dana White and the UFC going to the Nevada State Athletic Commission, they be like, you want to do what? We want to have a bitch slap fighting organization. You want to have a league where men slap at each other. Yeah. Not boxing, not kick fighting, just slapping. Yeah, it'll be great. What about women? Uh, they do that for free. Just go into a Walmart on a Saturday night. That's not a sport. Ah, good point. And people will bet on this? It's Nevada. What don't you people bet on? Oh yeah, that's true. Okay, we'll license and sanction it. Don't forget the tip jar on the way out. So there you go. Bitch slapping in Nevada. Bitch slapping on Rumble. And you have fun with that. And one more item before we jump into things. We do have ourselves a public service announcement to all you horny queens out there. And you know who you are. This is from the New York Post. Drug-resistant strain of gonorrhea found in U.S. A serious public health concern. And this drug-resistant strain of gonorrhea has been found in, of all places, Massachusetts. So, white boy Malcolm X, it's the local horny queens who need to worry about this. And it's so bad, folks, that these... Well, there are two cases of this now, this new strain of gonorrhea, but it's so bad that it's shown resistance to nearly all standard gonorrhea drugs, which does beg the question, how many gonorrhea medications do you need? I would think, not having had gonorrhea, I would think one would be enough maybe two, but it sounds like there's a whole lot of gonorrhea medications out there to treat all these horny queens catching this garbage. So you horny queens out there, you got monkey pox, and now you got super strength, super duper strength, gonorrhea to contend with. What, white boy Malcolm X? What are you waving your hand for? HIV? White boy Malcolm X, you cannot be serious. No one cares about HIV anymore. In all seriousness, no one cares about HIV. First off, what's the downside to catching HIV? 
for the vast majority of people, what's the downside to catching HIV? A pill a day. That's what it's come down to. You catch HIV, here's your pill a day to keep AIDS away. And if you don't want to get there, you can also take a pill a day to prevent that from happening. That's PrEP. What all those horny white queens in England take. Don't leave any for the BIPOC folk. But you take PrEP every day. You take a pill a day. So you don't have to take a pill a day. Don't ask. Now, as you folks know, not only am I a queen, but I'm an old queen at 53. And I remember way back in the Stone Age when HIV was basically a death sentence or a good bit of the time a death sentence. You had it. Chances were not good for you to survive it. In fact, my very first boyfriend, first guy I ever dated, he caught it at some point after we went out. That was back, I'd say, early to mid-90s. Now, they had some medications at the time. What was that? Like AZT? I think that's what it was. But they were such new medications back then. The side effects of whatever he was on, that was worse than the HIV. So he eventually passed away. But nowadays, it's all, meh, I'll just take a pill a day. That or, i just take a pill a day so I don't have to take a pill a day. That's the mindset these days with HIV. Which is why I say, no one cares about HIV anymore. Not that there's a cure for it, but it's now just a, a minor inconvenience for people who happen to catch it. Which I guess is a good thing. Having lost people to HIV or lost them to AIDS, it's a good thing that that diagnosis, it's not the harbinger of death it once was. But on the downside, people being way too cavalier about it, these sorts of things, this super gonorrhea being one of them, monkeypox, these other things you can catch, which are harder to get rid of, they're popping up now too. But you girls have been warned again, so let's move on. So let's just go ahead and jump into things, folks. And this first one is from Pink News. Those girls over at Pink News. Tom Daly's documentary about surrogacy scrapped by BBC under mysterious circumstances. Hmm. Now that's damn peculiar. Yes, white boy Malcolm X. It is. It's damn peculiar. Well, first off, I didn't even know Princess here, that spoiled little cat boy, that pocket queen in a Speedo, was even doing a documentary. But this thing getting scrapped, 
under mysterious circumstances, that's just damn peculiar. And this was, well, it was apparently announced in 2018, which is probably why I didn't know about it, way before our time. And the documentary planned to follow Princess Tom and Daddy Dustin's journey of starting a family via surrogate, it also, get this, white boy Malcolm X, it also aimed to confront the issue of law that surrounded surrogacy in the UK at the time of creation. So this is Tom Daly, yet again, trying for that fourth job. Queen can't just leave well enough alone with the three jobs he already has, keeping daddy happy, keeping that tight little body looking good in a speedo for daddy, jumping off a platform for a medal every couple of years, and telling the nanny what to do with the new kid. Those are his current three jobs, which is plenty, more than enough for most queens, but not for Tom. He's got to keep trying to also become a social justice activist. Probably because he knows that's where the big piles of Benjamins are at. Now the BBC, in defending their decision to toss this junker to the curb, they said that due to sporting commitments in the run-up to the 2020 Olympics, he wasn't able to film. And they continued... Given the topicality of the subject and its exploration of the arguments for and against a change in the law, he agreed with the BBC it would have been impossible to complete the film in a satisfactory way that would have accurately reflected the situation at the time. Now, what did I just say about this? What did I call it? This is damn peculiar. This story here, damn peculiar. Now I know it's from those vapid mean girls over there at Pink News. They are to journalism what Harry Peekaboo styles, Peekaboo, Peekaboo, what he is to acting, what Demi Reboot Lovato is to picking a gender identity and sticking with it for more than a month or two. They suck at it. And what year is it, white boy Malcolm X? Am I serious? Yes, I'm serious. What year is it? 2023. Correct, sir. And was that so hard for you to answer, princess? Clearly, you're using your hot ginger firefighters, a 2023 calendar, the one I got you for Kwanzaa last year. So it's 2023. Five years ago, they announced this silly little documentary. And apparently, three years ago, when they were supposed to be shooting this train wreck, they couldn't do it because Princess here overextended herself. Chose not to listen to me. That three jobs were more than enough for him. So he couldn't do anything. They didn't get this silliness out of pre-production 
And now, all of a sudden, in 2023, the BBC is like, meh, we're not doing this. No kidding. I bet you most people are like, they're scratching their heads thinking, oh, this was actually a thing? Either that or who gives a blankety blank, blank, blank what this silly little cat boy in a Speedo is up to? One of those two thoughts. So I don't know what's going on with this one. This way late cancellation notice from the BBC. This timeline, it's damn peculiar. Like anyone was salivating at the thought of watching those two anyway, them getting themselves a new accessory, them having a kid. And don't give me that look over there, white boy Malcolm X, because I already know what you're thinking. Yes, before you even ask, that kid, that kid's definitely an accessory. Seriously, Daddy Dustin already has a boy in Princess Tom. He doesn't need another kid. One is expensive enough. That kid's an accessory for Princess Tom to play with. Some people get yippee chihuahuas. These queens get a kid. Now what do you want, White Boy Malcolm X? What snarky thing do you have to say now? Go to Africa. Oh. You mean go down to Africa, pull a grandma Madonna, and get a black kid or two to show off like she did? No, white boy Malcolm X. They're not going to do that. Well, they obviously didn't do that. These are high-maintenance, vainglorious queens we're talking about. Like they're going to pick up a used black kid in Malawi or wherever in Africa. Like they're going to traipse through some third world hellhole just to get a kid. Is there a Ritz-Carlton or a Four Seasons where we can stay? No? Then screw that. These narcissistic queens, they went the have a designer kid route. Paid what I imagine was a huge pile of Benjamins to have their jeans in a customized kit on demand. Yes, of course they did. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Another one from the New York Post. And another story that's just a bit damn peculiar. Nancy Pelosi reportedly summons priests to exercise home of evil spirits. So it appears that, maybe possibly, Nancy Pelosi, the crypt keeper, she's been summoning priests, and that's priest with an S at the end. She's been bringing in multiple priests to rid her San Francisco home of evil spirits. And this news comes to us from the woke New York Times, where Nancy's daughter, Alexandra, she told the Times, in discussing her father's attack at the house, I think that really broke her. Over Thanksgiving, she had priests coming by, trying to have an exorcism of the house, and having prayer services. Nothing like having your own kid going out yapping. Yap, 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 yap. Yapping on to the newspaper or record that you're having exorcisms going on at your house to make you look like you've gone a bit off the deep end. Definitely not a good look in oh-so-progressive San Francisco. Having priests perform exorcisms in your home over evil spirits. Doing it is one thing. Having the entire world know about it, that's something else. I'm sure snooty neighbors, they're all pearl clutching over it. Myrtle, fetch me my smelling salts. That nutty Pelosi woman is having exorcisms like a nutty Catholic. Heavens no. And I'm sure even Satan's like, uh, no. That's got nothing to do with me. Like anyone in hell wants to go hang out in Nancy Pelosi's house. That's hell to people in hell. When someone misbehaves around here, that's how I bring them back in the line. Either you behave or you're going to go spend some time at Pelosi's house. Watch her run around the house naked for a bit. I don't have to repeat that one twice. So, Nancy, good luck with your exorcisms. Good luck getting rid of those evil spirits. And since I'm sure it's already been done to death, I won't make a joke about you being the source of all that. But it's probably true regardless. From Reuters, Davos 2023. Keep it in the ground. Rita Thunberg tells protest at end of WEF. I guess I was kind of wrong on this one. Rita Thunberg. Her still getting a media hand job when she decides to throw a public fit about something. I figured 
when she went from being cutesy, hysterical teenager to not so cutesy, hysterical young adult, the media, they'd be like, nah, we'll go find another one. Another cutesy, hysterical teenager to fawn over. This one, her 15 minutes are up. But I guess I was wrong about that. And so with this, she was in Davos, Switzerland during the World Economic Forum. That's where all the rich people and politicians jerk each other off for a couple of days. Do that while they sneer at the rest of us. A lot of them fly in by private jet. And then, of course, start lecturing us on how much we pollute and don't respect Gaia like Greta here. Although I wonder how she got there. Definitely not by private jet. And normally, folks, Greta Thunberg, she likes to travel by luxury yacht. That's how, down for the struggle, she is on being green. She doesn't fly, but she has a yacht that she sails around on. When she came to New York City to speak in front of the UN, lecture them like a hysterical bratty teenager on them not being green enough, she came over by luxury yacht. So I don't know how the hell she got to Davos. Maybe train or something. Or, maybe possibly, they put her yacht on some tractor trailer So she could still yacht to Davos just on the back of a semi. And so she was out there protesting for attention, having herself a six-year-old temper tantrum, and she rolled out a new mandate, keep it in the ground, meaning an end to all new oil, gas, and coal developments. No more. And this new mandate of hers is to help keep global temperatures below 1.5 degrees Celsius, which as we know, folks, just 1.5 degrees, it's over. It's all over. We're all basically dead. There's no going back, which is a joke. And we've talked about that ad infinitum already. This nutty idea That 1.5 degrees is going to be basically the end of everything. That's what all these silly countdowns are about. Oh, we only have five years to save the planet. And then five years comes and goes. Oh, we only have 10 years to save the planet. And on and on and on. Nothing ever comes of it. Except that we all now know what a bunch of hysterical liars they all are with all these doom and gloom predictions that never come to pass. You know, these spoiled rich kids and their first world white people problems, these blithering idiots who have no earthly idea, no pun intended there, but no clue how the real world actually works, what it takes to keep things moving, This idea that we need to end any and all new oil, gas, and coal developments 
That's just pretend world kind of thinking. That's just magical, first world, rich white people thinking. It's as fantastical as what those loons in California want to do, ban the internal combustion engine, and use only wind and solar to provide power for tens of millions of homes, tens of millions of electric cars, and that will never happen. Never, ever, ever, ever happen. And no amount of magical thinking, no amount of virtue signaling with these idiotic laws, which they're going to have to pull back at some point, will make that become reality. And what Greta is proposing, even dumber than that, a completely new league of stupid with what she's demanding. But what else would you expect from a hysterical high school dropout who gets lauded, gets media hand jobs from a sycophantic press for this kind of banality, this completely unserious demand? And they would rue the day if they ever actually got what they demanded. But they're too stupid to know just how lucky they are that there are adults out there willing to adult, willing to make the hard choices that keep them in their cushy, upper-class, first-world lifestyles, even if these clowns are hell-bent to destroy it. Sometimes, folks, as a friend of mine used to say, sometimes you can't fix stupid. Yes, that we know. And for our last story, folks, it's from the smoking gun. This is not a pipe, female suspect claimed. Surreal moment occurred while jailers conducted strip search. After jail deputies conducting a strip search spotted what appeared to be a crack pipe hanging from her hoo-hoo, a Florida woman, of course a Florida woman, claimed that the item was actually a sex toy and not drug paraphernalia, according to an arrest affidavit. Carmela Ann Manny's 57, so a 57-year-old crackhead, was busted yesterday on a warrant charging her with failing to appear in court in connection with an alleged theft last year at a Walmart store. Jesus Christmas. This keeps going from bad to worse. Gets busted for having a crack pipe in her hoo-hoo because she didn't show up in court for stealing from a Walmart. You people in Florida, as lovable as you are, you are truly the gift that keeps on giving. While Manny's was being processed into the Pinellas County Jail, those poor beleaguer popo at the Pinellas County Jail, a booking officer observed an anomaly after the inmate passed through a full-body scanner. You can say that again. During a subsequent strip search, jailers reported a glass pipe was protruding from defendant's hoo-hoo, 
So this crack pipe, kind of, sort of, partially hanging out of her hoo-hoo, it must be the Harry Peekaboo Styles, Peekaboo, Peekaboo, the Harry Peekaboo Styles edition crack pipe. Because this crack pipe, peeking out of her hoo-hoo, is like Harry peeking on out of the closet. Basically the same damn thing. Manny's removed the pipe from her body, threw it on the ground, and stepped on it in an effort to destroy evidence, investigators allege. Manny's then attempted to explain away the glass pipe as a sex toy to staffers, reported Deputy James Upton, who will probably never be able to unsee her hoo-hoo, who added that the pipe remnants had burnt markings and was consistent with a pipe commonly used to smoke crack cocaine. So she's kind of like my ex. Yes, the crystal meth addict with him and his meth pipe. She's like, that's not a crack pipe. That's a sex toy I forgot was up in my hoo-hoo. He was like, that's not my meth pipe. No, of course not to the both of you. Manny's was charged with introducing contraband into a detention facility and tampering with evidence, both felonies. Holy crap, another felony in Florida. Hiding a crack pipe in your hoo-hoo and lying about it being a sex toy and then trying to get rid of it, both felonies in the state of Florida. Damn. When they crack down on something in Florida, no pun intended there, they really don't play. But it's always on weird random crap like this that they make it a felony. She is locked up in lieu of $3,500 bond. Manny's rap sheet includes convictions for trespassing, disorderly conduct, fraud, battery, driving without a license, and failure to appear in court. And no, white boy Malcolm X, we are not doing a reenactment of Carmela Ann Manny's and her crack pipe sex toy dangling out of her hoo-hoo. Not touching that one with a 10-foot pole. So on that note, since I cannot top this crack addict hiding a crack pipe in her hoo-hoo, even if she tried to pass it off as some sort of weird sex toy, since I cannot top that, it is time to plug pull this podcast. Thank you so much, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us on this midweek edition of the Miller Frost Podcast. I am your host, Miller Frost, joined as always by my fake black friend, white boy Malcolm X. Have a great rest of your week, a good start to your weekend, and we'll see you back here in a couple of days. In the meantime, take care.